0: Hey, welcome back. I'm Riley, and this is Wandering Thoughts, the segment of my podcast that I'm attempting to do where I simply just speak on the thoughts that I'm having at that point in the day to keep it consistent and to probably cover topics that you guys request as they come in um, or just on the general topics that I'm thinking about at that moment. So today's potential topics are going to range around Jesus and the more social aspect of Jesus. I know a few of you have requested some segments on wokeness versus the gospel, Jesus wasn't a hippie, Uh, kindness versus niceness. I see a lot of connections between all of these, so hopefully I'll hit a few of them at once and not take it too far and too long, but to cover it pretty succinctly. I think what a lot of these are getting at, especially the Jesus wasn't a hippie comment, um, they're all trying to engage with and push against this notion of Jesus' teaching that was laid back, that was stoic in the in the new agey kind of way, where our problems are not as great as we think they are, that not being serious about life, about disengaging from from the world. Those are the true messages of the gospel and what Jesus was was trying to get at. Not that that he wouldn't say other things, but that that is a serious message of the gospel. Um, Similarly, with the niceness and kindness distinction, I think that's necessarily pushing back against the idea that Jesus wants to make nice people with a society as the product where infringements and and, how would you say it, aggressions are mitigated. I'm not exactly sure if that's the the standpoint of the questioner, but that's how I've seen the question asked before. Um, Clearly, Jesus was not a hippie in the sense of the cultural hippie that had a lot of political and social policy around that. Um, He was a hippie in some certain regards, however, and I don't think we should dismiss those. Aesthetic lifestyle is typically follow through of good Christian doctrine. Um, at least, it's been interpreted that way through many, many church fathers. The idea that one has an inherent pull towards living a life of low means, of living a life without esteem and prestige, that is a pretty strong through line of the gospel it's not the only message about wealth that is taught in the gospel but it's definitely a strong one jesus's messages relating to rich people and those who have much wealth and are and are clearly being tied down by it in this life with the responsibilities and distractions from listening to, to their father That is a real message. And I don't think that there's anything we can really do to disentangle that from who Jesus was. I don't think he would want us to distance ourselves from that regard of his hippie lifestyle, if we're going to call it that. It's not what I would term it, but it's definitely an interpretation that we can't deny. The other aspect of hippiness that Jesus definitely had going for him was the way he treated people. He didn't look at social engagements and the different people that he met as a means of furthering political agendas, if that's what we're going to associate with being a hippie. Um, a lack of seriousness on the political front surely can be tied to Jesus' ministry and the way he lived. How we should emulate that is an open question. I don't think Christian politics means non-engagement. And certainly, Jesus didn't have nothing political to say. However, it's not the case that his main ministry was a political ministry. That's exactly what the Jewish people were looking for in the Messiah that he came to dismiss and to challenge that the, the reign of the son of man and the eternal, the eternal kingdom of David is not coming right now as Jesus was on earth. He said that that is yet to come. What he needs to do now is something different. And that's what we've been called to specifically as his followers, is to re- read more into that lifestyle when we're saying how we should be follow Christ. So Christian politics is, is a very nuanced discipline. It's neither full engagement in the way the world does, nor is it complete disengagement in some ways that the world wants us to. We have to run a line, um, we have to run a very tight line between disengagement and full engagement because for the christian justice goodness righteousness following jesus christ and all of his teachings and commandments they have true political implications to deny that is to be naive or to have some other agenda jesus clearly wanted the political stage to be affected by his ministry and he clearly wants the church to have political influence through what it does i don't think it would be right to challenge that the issue is what kind of influence this seeps nicely into wokeness versus the gospel um let's define terms a little bit here wokeness is typically understood from the, t- the colloquialism of being woke where one recognizes injustices that are usually hidden or or pushed under the rug by those in power that's typically how it's used and it, as such it has political ramifications for those living in that unjust society that to be woke is to be aware of the things that are not right and to thus take that first step in writing them it's typically how I've seen it defined and used in in conversation and debate the gospel on the other hand needs some definition as well the gospel is both the story of Jesus Christ and the teaching and implications of Jesus Christ it is what he did and what we are to do in light of what he did it is his ministry, it is his death, it is his, res- his, his resurrection, and flowing from that, it is how his people recognize his voice, follow it, and congregate together into one body in the pursuit of his kingdom. That is the gospel. It is a message of man's depravity, of man's need of a savior, and the subsequent savior that God himself sends down in the form of his son so what do these have to do with each other is a very basic and fundamental question why are they in the same category of discussion as you've already mentioned both have political impact both have political implications and so one area of discussion can be how they are similar and different or antagonistic in their political implications that's one way of conversation. The other is social. The, one of the most important aspects of wokeness um, is the social factor and the movements around people that either are, quote, woke or not. The, the mobilization of protest and, and changing of social norms is a direct consequence of being woke, or recognizing that wokeness is a thing. So, I hope not to be dismissive of the term. Um, if that comes out in my tone or in my, my word choice, I apologize ahead of time. The, the issue here with social factors, similarly with the gospel, is that there are certain ways we ought to live. There are certain things we ought to do as people if Christ's sacrifice and resurrection change our lives. We are called to live a certain way. Lifestyle differences must take place. This is the faith works debate, but in in pretty straightforward terms, it is the way that one lives after Christ has changed their, their life. And this is a similar area of discussion. Where do wokeness and the gospel thus differ or are similar in their social implications? I think that those are serious discussions to have, and I don't think that needs to be a discussion because it's a fascinating abstract debate. I think it has clear implications for any Christian living in this modern world, especially in the United States. What happens if wokeness and the gospel disagree on some things? What happens if wokeness and the gospel agree on some things? Those have serious implications for the beliefs we should have and the policies we should adopt in in our modern world. So it's no trivial matter just to, to play gotcha and to, to play group or power games with those who are woke or those who are Christian. There are serious considerations of, of importance and good that can be achieved by understanding where they are similar and where they are different. Let's see if I can come up with a similar a similarity and a difference for each of those different or each of those categories. In social life, being woke means that you have to be anti-injustice. This is a great this is a great similarity that wokeness has with the gospel for social factors. Those who are Christians are called to seek justice. It is not our place to be God in seeking justice, but it is clearly our place to do what we can to have right relationships with all around us. Romans 12, as far as it is with you, be at peace with all people. Similarly, Jesus' ministry, for those that are the least in society, what you do to them, you do to me clear implications for justice and clear, clear agreements with wokeness in terms of opposing injustice. A difference could be, however, is the means by which one accomplishes this justice. It has clearly been the case in terms of, of historicity and, and the way things are, that wokeness has led to protestations. It has led to, to public demonstrations and hopes of political change. It is not evident that the gospel prescribes or endorses any such thing. It can be argued that a Christian could protest, but it's not a clear implication or a clear command from anything in the gospels. Um this could be one area of difference. The means of achieving justice might look differently for someone who espouses woke social implications versus Christian social implications. And that also leads into the political differences and similarities. Politically, wokeness tries to be dignified in how it treats people. The gospel does, it tries to accomplish similar things for, for, the Christian, much of the metaphysical reason we respect and love people is because of God's character and who God is and what he has done. There is uncontested dignity, uncontested value in the lives of all persons. This is, this is one of the many central tenets to what Christianity is and to reject it in a great sense is to reject Christianity jesus has been quoted saying pretty strongly that if you love me you will keep my commandments and similarly the greatest commandment is love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself these are these are non-negotiables in christian living in christian politics and in christian social lifestyles wokeness seems to have a similar message though the metaphysical reasons might not be similar or even teased out at all the, the political manifestations of wokeness lead to treating people in a dignified way equally with respect and opportunity given to those who, who deserve it a clear difference politically however is what, what counts as how do I say this Let's start with the gospel. What counts as achieving justice and goodness for, from a gospel perspective in politics? It's, it's very difficult to articulate what that means. In fact, much debate has happened in, in Christian history for what that actually means at all, if such a thing can exist. For, for wokeness that is one of the primary goals and measurements of of wokeness in society is is political implications and change for how people are treated laws policies and sometimes more softly just norms and how government operates these are all true and fundamental goals of wokeness that have clear rights and wrongs that have clear in groups and out groups that isn't really present when it comes to a gospel politic that that difference of clear and and measurable achievement of justice and goodness that is a difference politically between wokeness and the gospel the last section of this of this recording i think i'd want to Hone in on is the nice,ness and kindness debate. Deviating from what we've talked about thus far, again, the the mentality behind this question is, what does it mean for people to actually be a good person? There's a differing metric or or rate of success, rather, in understanding what kind of person you should be. Is that measured as niceness or kindness, which actually is a reflective measurement of good character? Again, let's define some terms. Niceness is pleasantries. It is a genuinely being pleasant, and that's a quality people can have for various reasons. It can be because of physical um, factors, such as the sound of your voice, your appearance, other things that are, are... more tangible and perceptile based um that can make someone more pleasant than others it's it's harsh and wrong to to focus in on this but there are clearly some people that you just enjoy being around because they have a nice voice or there are some people you clearly don't like being around because you just don't like the sound of their voice it's a sad reality but it's a contributing factor Niceness can also be one's perception and experience of you or another person. It's nice to be around someone who compliments you. Yes, the act of complimenting is good, but it's also the experience wrapped up in being complimented that makes someone nice if they compliment you. It's similar traits as that. So niceness is mostly... It's the quality of being pleasant to be around. It is the quality of doing things that are pleasant for the person being acted upon. What of kindness? Kindness is treating persons, the the word derivation at least, it's very similar to treating persons as though they were family, as though they were kin. It is holding others in the same regard as family. Now, that's a very hard trait to kind of pin down, especially when family is is a complicated, complicated status and facet of life. But clearly, what kindness is getting at, the most general and broad sense of kindness, is treating persons in a way that they ought to be treated. It is treating people with dignity and respect, and in a way that more likely edifies and and supports them rather than criticizes and and tears them down kindness then is about the actual status of the people you are acting on not their experience this is a a common distinction that comes up in a lot of political debates anymore but the felt experience of a reality and the the seemingly objective status of that reality is something people debate quite often it comes up in talks of race relations. It comes up in immigration. It comes up in abortion. It comes up in any number of things. And I think the reason is very profound. Much of what humans think of as, as right and wrong is based in both worlds and based in both of the ab- more objective reality itself and the felt reality in a very real sense much of politics is a discussion of how things are and how things ought to be that is one of the the classic distinctions in philosophy is ought and boiling it down to phenomenal experience versus objective reality kindness and niceness seems to fit on this dichotomy you you like being around someone who is nice because of the experience. You like being around someone who's kind because of what they actually do for you. So which, which as a general measure of character and moral status should we look to to emulate? There are some on, on one political side of the spectrum who are trying to trash or at least degrade the, the concept of niceness as a virtue. And I'm not totally against that. I don't think niceness is that something that should really be lifted up as, as a virtue or something that one should respect as a character trait. It's good to have. Certainly, I wouldn't want someone not to be nice. But what they're, what they're truthfully reaching for is kindness is a true virtue, kindness is a human excellence that produces moral goods and benefits to all involved niceness doesn't necessarily do so and that's a, I think a profound thing to to discover whenever you you find something that actually produces moral benefits and growth and all involved that should be something you praise and and look to exalt pretty often other things are can be good again look i look at paul and his words in first corinthians all things are lawful but not all things are beneficial some things are, are good to have and clearly I wouldn't want someone not to be nice but if someone could be kind there's a distinction that is substantial here and I hope that that is what the questioner is getting at and asking this um, that substantial difference is hard to articulate but ultimately it comes down to the actual benefits and effects of being kind versus the actual benefits and effects of being nice. One is More important morally. The other is more important in the felt experience of people. Those are my thoughts for the day, covering the topics that have been previously requested from people. Keep them coming. Hopefully, once these podcasts get distributed, once people start to listen in and I I get some more feedback, then I'll do them more consistently. Until then, I'm going to begin looking at whatever I am just thinking about is worthwhile discussing in my minds and putting those on these wandering thoughts and seeing where that goes hopefully that's something you all will enjoy hopefully that's something that actually produces some benefit to you all again this is riley this is wandering thoughts thank you for listening sincerely